Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Mount Olympus here on CERN. I am Hercules Invictus. My Olympian mission is to promote lifelong personal development, human empowerment, out-of-the-box thinking, creative self-expression, and a dedication of one's unique talents to community service. All of my labors in this lifetime celebrate the hero's journey in myth, legend, spirituality, popular culture, and in daily life. I firmly believe that the human spirit is essentially heroic and always seeking ways to express its innate nobility and greatness, and that a life fully lived, dedicated to actualizing the highest we can conceive, is the noblest expression of human existence. The age of heroes unfolds with the Elysium Project and our focus for optimal wellness, and tonight, I'm very proud to have Nancy Laboff and Kathy O'Leary from Alumni in Recovery and their guest, Ruben Diaz. And tonight's topic will be the power of choice. Greetings and welcome, Nancy. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Thank you, Hercules. Thank you for having us. I'm glad you're here. Kathy's here and Ruben is here, and I'll be here in the background in case you need me. <laughs> okay, and then... Please let us know when it's time to wrap it up. I most certainly will. Thank you so much for having us. It's just such a pleasure to be able to speak on um, the, the, this podcast. And, and I thank Hercules so much for letting us um, and believing in our mission of alumni and recovery for having us back every month. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Nance. How are you? I'm doing good. Let's say hi to Ruben. Hey, Ruben. Hey, Ruben. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, Kathy. Hi, Nancy. <laughs> Hi, Hercules. It's good to have you. Oh, good. So, um, boy, this is um, Kathy. Uh, what do you say? We're uh, let's start it off uh, before um, we introduce Ruben, who will share uh, his story with us uh, after we we thought we we'd speak about the power of choice tonight, right, Kath? I love that topic. Absolutely. Hmm. It's so important, you know, so let's see, because, because I am, I am somebody that's in recovery for the disease of addiction, the disease of alcoholism, substance abuse, substance use disorder, whatever you want to call it. I, um, I definitely know one thing and it, it took me a while. See, the, the first, step of um, 12-step recovery is, you know, admitting we are powerless over 
a substance and our life had become unmanageable. Um, so for me, just to say for myself, I always, always, always was grateful to know that once I got my road to recovery going, that I had the power to choose clearly because what I know about my act of using back in my 20s, when, um, which is when I stopped, and I know you did too, Kathy, I, um, you know, I, once I put the substance in my body, and, and it was mostly alcohol for me, once I put that in, um, I always wanted, you know, I would, I just wasn't somebody that could just have one and put it down. I usually was in the idea that I was going to party. And, and mm. unfortunately, that party went, you know, down drunken driving episodes. I never had the ability to not drive. You know, the idea that I could say, oh, you take the keys, I'm, I'm too loaded, you drive, never happened, never happened. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and, and it was imperative for me uh, when I did, you know, begin the road to recovery and abstain from substances, it was, I knew, I knew there was no choice. And um, in, in, in if I could, would get into a car and possibly kill somebody, it just, so I knew that. So the only way yeah. I knew not to was not to pick up, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the first drink. So that to me was a powerlessness because I lost the power of choice. What about you, Cass? You know, it's funny. I my I have my niece here tonight. She stopped by and she's sober. And um, we and we were talking about um, it's it's so weird because we were we were talking about alumni and recovery, and mm-hmm. um, we were saying how I was you know explaining things to her, and I said to her, um, she said, oh, I saw the uh, alumni and recovery doing the pizza positivity. And I said, I said, you know, it's really such a wonderful thing. And it's interesting to hear somebody young like her say that because uh, she said, it's so nice to see police actually realizing that it's not a choice. Like we, addiction is a disease and that we wouldn't pick to be addicts if we um, if it, you know, I don't even know how to say this. Like, it wouldn't be something we would choose to do. And for so long, we always thought that, you know, maybe we were treated differently by by certain places and people because of being an addict. And um, and it's so nice to see that we're bringing into the community, the police bringing to Bergen Regional Pizza to just let them know right. that you know they care and. I, you know, I look back on 30 years of sobriety, and I will tell you, I don't know if 30 years ago cops were bringing pizzas to recovering people mm. in the detox. So we've come right. such a long way. And, of course, because of the, um, the avenue of alumni and recovery and because of speaking out and uh, taking all, you know, Hercules giving us this opportunity to talk about it. But, we're, again, going back to the topic of it being choice, you know, that's what we talked about this evening was just how, you know, it's not a choice that we make consciously to want to be an addict and have our lives fall apart. But it is, like you said, a, a wonderful gift when we find sobriety that, you know, we can choose every single day to not drink and not drug and stay on the path of recovery. And what a gift. 
you know, what a gift. Yeah, it sure mm-hmm. is. And, and you know, just, um, you know, because I'm a nurse and I have my little medical background and I, I've worked in neuro, which is all brain and spinal cord related. And I, rem- I remember learning, well, in nursing school, about how alcohol impairs the frontal lobe. The frontal lobe is all judgment. You know, and and it really truly does do that, as we know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, I I I did have I did have fun, but I never knew where to, you know, uh, make a good choice. <laughs> I right. was uh, there was line. a lot of consequences. <laughs> where to draw the line? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. you know, so and the thing is with with active addiction, over time, our choices just dwindle down to, you know, we'll lower the bar and the standard, right, for what's acceptable. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, so, and so, unfortunately, you know, in society, because I, one of the reasons what we do in alumni recovery, and that's why Ruben's here, he's one of our young people that, you know, to speak, that speaks. But the, what do we, we want to do is just to allow the public to see the face of recovery explains the disease of addiction because, you know, we tend to only focus on like the horrific stories around it. Of course, Mm -hmm. now we have death, you know, we have enormous amounts of deaths due to overdoses, you know, but, but just all the bad behavior, the the break-ins, the violence, the, there's so much that goes along with it. That if Absolutely. that person wasn't under the influence and, and may have been given another choice earlier on, they may never have gotten to that point. And it's not about just saying no. I mean, once you're right. in recovery, yes. <laughs> but early on, right. mm-mm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, because you have the choice, of course. I mean, God, God gave us free will, right? We make those choices. We decide. But in the midst of it and being, you know, in addiction, um, I don't know if, you know, there is that much of a choice. I think that, um, you know, we're always chasing that next moment, that next high, that next drink, whatever it is that somebody's addicted to. And mm-hmm. um, I think that the, the gift is the tools of recovery. And like you said, bringing awareness to younger people, because you know, I don't know. I think, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that, it, like you said, it is, a, I think it's a brain disease. And I think that, um, you know, I, I don't know if you really have an opportunity to not be an addict once you start, you know. I think if you're right. already, if that's something that's in you and that's something that, you know, if your genetic makeup has it that your brain mm-hmm. is in that mode, I think you're pretty screwed. But I think that, um and I think that you, I don't think anyone, and that's what we were talking about tonight, my niece and I, I don't think anyone really chooses to go down that path, um, you know, you know, wholeheartedly going, oh, yeah, this is where I want to go. It's, uh, it's a terrible place to go. You know, if anybody's in recovery, they know, you know, it's, it's not fun. Um, and the choices now that she's sober and we were talking about it are just so, you know, I don't know. So, so, you know, sometimes they're harder than some days they're harder than others, but right. just knowing one single day at a time that she can choose to not drink and attend a meeting of a, any 12 step program 
and stay in touch with someone that's in recovery. You know, making good choices today brings her life to a different place, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's well put. And also, you know, we it, it, this isn't anything new, but I think today's age, uh, you know, it's even people are more susceptible. And there's so many uh, pharmaceutical medications that are on the market mm-hmm. to to create uh, a sense of, you know, um, I'm okay, a sense of peace, a sense of balance. And that's some of it's necessary for some severe disorders. I'm not saying that, you know, it's a one, you know, size fits all. But there's so many medications that are so highly addictive. And as well as just the normalization that it's a right to passage to drink and, you know, use substances that people, and I know from speaking for myself, that when I fell into it, and we talked about this before on the podcast, but for anybody that's new, I felt that I, um, I did not fit in. I was really anxious. I was really depressed as a preteen. Mm-hmm. It was just a very uncomfortable place to be. And, and alcohol and pot smoking, which led to other things later. But, you know, that to me was, it just loosened me up. And I created, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to have like an out. So that's why, you know, in alumni recovery, we, we have people like Ruben speak to the kids, you know, because he's young. You know, he'll, he'll correct me later. I think he might be 23 now. I can't remember. He's been with us a few years. And, but he... He's relatable. You know, he's highly relatable. He's, he's young. He's so young, you know. So, and it, it helps the kids be able to see that, you know, there's other ways out. And make other choices. Absolutely. Opt for good choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I, I see it firsthand with alumni in recovery, and I've seen it at the events that we've had. And, you know, listen, I mean, we're all, we're all you know, allowed to make bad choices. Uh, but to, I think it's uh, the the approach with these young people speaking is at least bringing awareness. So, again, you know, we go back. I say awareness a lot. I think that's a word I use a lot. But it's something Me that's too. important to, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, you don't have to do this. Like, you, nobody's saying, you know, I don't think anyone's, especially the young people that go and speak to these kids, I think they're saying to them, listen, I chose the wrong path. This is where it brought me. You can avoid this by thinking twice. You know what I mean? And Not, uh, yeah. And that's Asking the most important health. thing, you know, because now you have knowledge, right? You bring knowledge to people, and now they can make a decision based on somebody else's experience and have more awareness. And it's, it's the key. It's the key. Well Getting them put. while they're young. Mm-hmm. You brought up. You brought up God and, you know, the, the um, freedom of choice, you know, that, that we have been given uh, that ability as human beings. And mm-hmm. um, I think that, you know, one of those choices means what we're filling ourselves with, you know, mentally, spiritually, physically every day. And yeah. just as we've been talking about. And, um, you know, because I'm, I want to wrap it up in a, in a second, there was a, Kathy and I tend to look at quotes that uh, seem seem good, I, and I sent I sent it to Kathy because you know um, on her device, <laughs> and just before the show, but but I like this one because because for example when we were talking about the pizza positivity, like the word positivity, the reason why we said positivity is because 
part of serving, bringing pizza to the, the people in rehab and, and detox is also nice notes of inspiration that go with it. And nothing is better for, when I worked rehab, you know, I knew that I, I had to get them to be encouraged to work as a group and, and, you know, create positive outlets, you know, while I was there. So I looked like a bit like a cheerleader, and many of my coworkers probably thought, you know, I was kind of fruity about how I went about things. But the point is, is that we need to be lifted up. So, and the mind just craves to be lifted up. That's why I started using to begin with. That's why most people start using to begin with. So, Kathy, Agreed. if it's okay mm-hmm. with you, can I just read a couple of these lines? Of course, of course. Do you know which one I'm talking about that I choose? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'll start reading. Yep, I have you it right in like, front of me. You have it? Okay. I'll read the first. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a choice thing. It's just a way to look at things differently. So I'm going to read a few. You read a few. And then we'll start wrapping it up. What do you say? Sure. Absolutely. All right. Okay, cool. So it says, I choose to live by choice, not by chance. To be motivated, not manipulated. To be useful, not used. To make changes, not excuses. To excel, not compete. I choose self-esteem, not self-pity. That's a big line. I choose to listen to my inner voice, not to the random opinions of others. I continue to do the things you won't, so I continue to do the things you can't. Mm. Hmm. Continue to do the things you won't, so I can continue to do the things you can't. It is just... I love this kind of stuff. And, and, and you know, mm-hmm. and I, I like the fact that I, you know, that I choose to get out of myself to interact with other people that inspire me and to help lift my spirits like you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So you, Hercules, and Reuben. Right. And then there's Reuben. All right. Well, I think that do you have anything else you want to add about that before we um, talk to Ru- let Ruben share and maybe we could ask him some no, questions. No, I think I time. think we should definitely let Ruben share. Absolutely. Yay. Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both very much. That was awesome to hear you both, uh, you know, very good insight. And thank you, Hercules, for allowing us to speak on your channel. Um so my name is Ruben. Um, Nancy got it right. I am 23. And I can't believe it. I've known you for about three years now. That's crazy, Nancy. But mm-hmm. time flies. Having fun. And I'm very thankful to be 23. You know, um, I just celebrated four years clean and sober, January 7th, not far off from my birthday. Um, and, you know, it was a, it's a good feeling. You know, I remember my 21st birthday, you know, I had a choice. Um, I was now legal, you know, legally able to drink. I had a choice. I could go to the bar and do what most 21-year-olds do, you know, pre-COVID. Or I could sit down, watch Netflix, and eat some ice cream cake. And I really much, very much preferred the latter. And, you know, it was a lot more fun. Um, I know today that I don't have to have drugs or alcohol to, you know, 
have fun or enjoy life. Um, just to give you a little background about myself, I grew up um, in an amazing family. Uh, you know, every family has its problems, but I really couldn't have asked for a better childhood. Uh, growing up with great morals and values and um, the most love I could have ever asked for, great childhood memories. Uh, and I always knew that drugs, you know, and alcohol were something that you should stay away from, especially in my area where I live. Um, it's, there's a lot of heroin, a lot of drug use, a lot of homelessness. I grew up seeing a lot of panhandling around my area. And I knew that when, whenever I would see that, the first thought that would come into my head is that's a drug addict. You know, in fifth grade, we had D.A.R.E. coming to my school. And not like I had anything against police officers, but I didn't really feel like I could relate that much. You know, I thought that it was the cop's job to come in there and tell us these things. Meanwhile, everybody I was socializing with, even at fifth grade, were all talking about how, you know, they can't wait to start smoking weed because it's more accessible in middle school and watching, you know, famous movies that glorify drug use. And it seemed almost like, you know, getting drunk or, or high, you know, or smoking, that was a rite of passage into becoming a teenager. And I never wanted to really use drugs and sure as heck didn't want to end up panhandling or homeless on the corner or, you know, God forbid dead. But, you know, I did want to experiment. I wanted to try. Um, I didn't really get peer pressured that much um, to do anything that I didn't want to do, but the certain lifestyle is what attracted me. And I chose to, you know, go right instead of left where, you know, a lot of other kids who are focusing on school, focusing on doing things, you know, where they went and brought a lot of turmoil, uh, a lot of pain. Um, I caused a lot of hurt to not only myself, but a lot of loved ones, a lot of friends and family. As you can assume, you know, uh, I'm not just in recovery for weed, even though a lot of people, you know, marijuana or alcohol, it doesn't, you could get addicted to anything, but my drug use picked up and I went from one thing to another. And by 16, you know, I had a really bad drug habit. I was on multiple pills a day. Uh, marijuana didn't get me high anymore. I smoked it like I chain smoked cigarettes and I was facing a lot of trouble, you know, legal trouble. Uh, I dropped out of school and I was really not doing good for myself. Um, my family, you know, during this, they tried getting me help and I went through, I can't tell you how many outpatient programs or inpatient programs and rehabs and all this money from insurance. Um, you know, my family, my mother, she would do anything for me. And I love my mom so much. We have a great relationship today and I'm able to be there and be a support in her life as well. Uh, but although I had a lot of help offered to me, I wasn't willing to change. I didn't want to change. You hear a lot of addicts or alcoholics, which, you know, it's the same disease. They talk about how they hit a rock bottom. Um, I've learned through, even though I've been clean for four years, I've seen a lot of people talk about the rock bottoms. And one thing I'll say is that the reason why I believe today that drug addiction and addiction in any form is a disease, I've learned that even though I'm clean, I don't have to be addicted to drugs. I still see people around me. They put down drugs. They put down alcohol, which, you know, is a drug. And now they start overeating or now they have a hoarding addiction or maybe they have a gambling addiction or, you know, a sexual addiction or shopping addiction, you name it. Um, I have something wrong in my head that tells me more is better regardless of the consequences that come along with it. 
every single time I would get in trouble, you know, I had a choice. I don't have to keep digging a deeper hole. You know, I don't want to get too in depth as to, you know, some of the things I was involved with, but, you know, uh, it seemed almost like the light at the end of the tunnel to a way out was getting a lot, lot smaller. And, you know, death was knocking on my door a lot. Um, and I'm thankful to God to be alive. Uh, but I, I'll never forget, um, something happened one day they call it a spiritual awakening but i i experienced something and i felt like i woke up and i said you know what? i really don't want this anymore i made a choice to actually accept the help that was being offered to me and i became willing and open-minded to make a change in my life i didn't i wasn't happy anymore drug use wasn't partying and having fun like it was i thought it was in high school it wasn't it, it had changed from that um, now it became a daily chore. I wasn't hanging out with people and I was by myself in the bathroom, you know, on hours at end. I wasn't able to sit down and have a meal with my family because I was either not hungry, uh, cause I was, you know, going through drug withdrawals or I was too busy in the bathroom or I was too busy looking at my phone to see when my drug dealer was going to come. And it eventually took such a power and control over me that it consumed me. You know, um, addiction is like the worst form of obsession, and it's fueled by denial and insanity. Um, it's hard to, to, to fight yourself, you know. It's hard. It's like Jackal, Mr. Jackal, Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde, right? Um, I have people in my life today, you know, and I'll get on that in a sec. But, you know, I have people like Nancy and people in recovery, especially people who have substantial amount of time clean or sober and uh you know, they help me out. Um, I help people out. We stick together. Um, you know, when Nancy asked me if I don't, if I mind doing something like this, I love being asked, you know, to, to speak or to help out because I hate seeing what this, what, what drug addiction is doing to especially the younger generations. Um, especially now with, you know, weed being legalized and I'm not here to, you know, put any views on certain things like that. But I do think that when something's available for a choice, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, people with certain issues, they can't make that choice. So even though I'm in recovery, just because alcohol is legal or just because weed becomes legal doesn't make it okay for me to do it. Just because a doctor says, oh, you have a toothache, here's a painkiller, doesn't mean that I should quickly say, yeah, let me take the painkiller. My disease is going to try and make me seem like a certain choice is okay. That isn't okay. For example, um, Albert Einstein, he said that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, right? A lot of times with drug addicts, you look at them and say, look at them. Wow, they got pockets all over the face. They have tracks all up their arms. They're missing teeth. This person had a couple overdoses. This person's doing this, that, and the third to get their fix. Who would ever want to do something like that, you know? Um, well, you know, you might have been able to smoke pot on the weekends with your friends on, in high school or in college and be okay or whatever age you are. But someone like that, they, the party didn't stop at your house. They went home and they continued. The choice, when I chose to make the choice to use drugs um, and, and when weed stopped getting me high and I said, you know what, everybody made that look so bad. So, you know, it really wasn't that bad what's a few extra pills going to do? You know, I was prescribed medication um, and I abused them. And from there, you know, I picked up a habit that was worse than anything I could have imagined. Um, that choice of saying, you know what, screw it, why not? That choice could, uh, you know, is what kills a lot of people, especially, you know, I can't tell you during this pandemic how many people I know 
not only have died from COVID, but people have died because they thought, you know what, pour me, pour me, pour me a drink. You know, people, our disease of addiction wants us to think that it's okay to do something no matter how bad it is or how bad it's gotten. Even if you've had years away from trouble or anything, it tells you it's okay to make that choice again. I've had to learn that every day when I wake up, I have to surrender my power and my will over over to the care of God. Um, you know, I, I, I what does that look like? That looks like saying, okay, I'll do something, even though I might not want to do it, I know it's the right thing to do. You know, some people get nervous with public speaking, but when you do it, you know, you're not only helping yourself, but you're giving back to other people. I feel like one of the best ways for me to live my life today is to be of service to others. And that's, you know, like I'm not obligated to do certain things, you know, little things, not, not even just holding the door open or saying please and thank you, but, you know, going out of my way to try and help somebody who might need help. Even if I can't help them, I could try and introduce them to other people. Doing things that don't revolve around me. Um, that selfless service uh, is one of the best choices I've ever made. You know, I don't chase the things I used to chase. You know, being clean and a young guy, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that I want to start doing and getting back to. Um, and I, I gave into a lot of, you know, desires that really didn't feed my spirit. Uh, today, you know, I have a relationship w w with God, um, my higher power, you know, I, I, every day I try and live it with light and love. You know, there's, I, I love, you know, um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and, and by J.R.R. Tolkien. And there's a quote by Gandalf in the first book, uh, the fellowship of the ring. And he's Frodo is stuck there. You know, he's a hobbit. He's got this ring of power that that's of all evil, all temptation and all, you know, sin, however you want to put it in his hands. And he's a small little hobbit on a journey to go destroy this most evil weapon. And it seems like all things are against him. And he's standing there in this cave. And he says to this guy Gandalf, he says, you know, I wish that this never happened to me. I wish that none of this has happened. And, you know, I feel like that a lot. How many of us feel like things that aren't fair? I mean, look at this whole pandemic, for example, you know, and, and just things in general. Things come our way that we didn't ask for, we didn't sign up for, maybe we made some choices that, you know, sure enough, led us there. But what Gandalf said to Frodo was, uh, it's not up for us to decide what's happened to us. It's up to us to decide more or less what we're going to do about it. So when I realized that, you know what, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of the choices I've made and where they have led me. I want to change. I was blessed enough to have that choice to say, I'm ready to change. It's not just drugs today. If there's something in my life I don't like, I have to ask and be willing to humble myself and ask for help. You know, it's like saying three frogs sitting on a, you know, this is a little another saying someone told me. There's three frogs sitting on a, you know, on a, on a ledge or something. And one of them chooses to jump. The other one chooses to jump. And then the third one says, you know what, I'll jump too. They all choose to jump. What happens? Well, nothing. If none of them jump, then nothing happens. If I make a choice, I have to stick by it and I have to live by it. Um, I'll close with this, you know, um, drug addiction, it, it's, it's fueled by the most craziest form of denial. And it's not just drug addiction. It could be gambling or overeating. I'm here to talk specifically on drugs. But if anybody hearing this or knows anybody who is struggling with something, you can get help. You have a choice. The choice might be hard as heck. And you might feel like, you know, there's no way out or that there's no hope. There is hope. Hope is alive and well. And that's why, you know, when Nancy or somebody asks, 
me to do something or if I could be a part of the solution in today's world, that's a choice that I most certainly am going to take. Um, you know, so there is hope. And if you feel like, how do I stop something that's so hard with the obsession and if there's physical withdrawals or whatever, remind yourself that after those withdrawals and those feelings of pain and misery end, you don't ever have to feel that way again. Um, you know, we're here to try and break down the stigma of addiction. Too many people are dying from this. It's, it's horrendous, you know, and, and they're everyday people. I know doctors, lawyers, cops, judges, people you would never expect who are in recovery, who've turned their lives around. And I think it's like probably one in 20 people are an addict. You know, I mean, that's a lot of people. And uh, we can't do this alone. We have to do this together. Um, I have people in my life, like I said, like Nancy, and people who are clean, people who have good motives, pure intentions. Nobody's perfect. We all fall short. But, you know, this is a team effort. Um, I alone can't do it. We can, um, you know. I, I think this is my this, this is my first time ever talking on a podcast, so I don't really get to see anybody's faces. But um, you know, I hope that somebody got something from this. Uh, you know, let's all try and make the right choice. You know, and and one other thing, I do think that it, what I feed myself, like Nancy said, like I listen to K Love, you know, all the time. I listen to positive music. I watch positive things. You know, sometimes I play video games that are, you know, shoot them up games, like, you know, like Call of Duty or whatever. You know, I, I do things, I, you know, but when I feed myself good stuff, that plant seeds in my head, which then flourish into my actions. When I start feeding myself positive things, like everyday daily affirmations, and I pray and I meditate and, you know, however people pray or meditate, if you do something to clear your head and fill it with good and light in this world, then you have something to give out there. You know, I'd rather be one more person doing right than one more person doing something harmful in society. And um, being a part of the solutions is much better today. You know, so the, the things that we feed ourselves help us and lead us towards the choices that we make. So um, I hope somebody got something from this. Uh, I'm not sure what happens next, but thank you for letting me share. And if anybody has any questions or anything, you know, I'm pretty much an open book. Um so I'd love to hear what other people have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Ruben. Thank you so much. I mean, you, you know, you helped me tonight. You helped me, and uh, I, I have known you for a few years. And boy, you're you're just getting your message was so strong tonight. I just loved it. It it, it changes, doesn't it? Always change for us, and you know, we don't even realize it, but. It gradually changes by just doing the right thing every day, you know, keeping our side of the street clean. I like that. So I'm going to ask and, and yeah, I have okay. three particular that I want to ask, but I'm going to ask one and I'm going to let Kathy ask one because I just don't want to, you know, take up all the time. But, um, you know, what I really, the, fir- the first thing that you, when you said, you know, you made a choice to accept the help, like that was your spiritual experience. Yeah, I can relate to that. I can relate yeah. to that. I, um, that. I think they, in many circles, you know, they call it a moment of clarity, a moment yeah. of clarity. And, you know, but I had that spiritual experience too. When somebody made the suggestion to try this other way, I, I, I just said, okay, I actually accepted it. But uh, that was um, really powerful. But I also just like what you said about just because alcohol and pot 
is legal doesn't mean it's okay. And just because the doctor gives you a prescription for a pill doesn't mean that it's okay. It sounds like there's a lot of knowledge behind that. I guess that's not really a question more than just uh, some reflection on what you said. But I see your service just flying. I mean, you know, the the choice of being of service, you know, in this world. I love that. Mm. Yeah. So am I supposed to – I think, um, you know, that's huge, you know. I mean, this is a dog-eat-dog society world. And I'm not trying to put – throw shade out there or diminish the good and the light that's out there because there is a lot but you know even now where a lot of emotions a lot of things are running high i i have a choice where i can either take a step back and say you know what i'm not going to be part of any of this i'm just going to seclude myself i don't want to deal with this and that's understandable i can relate and i don't think anybody would judge anyone or hate anybody you know for doing that but now that i've got myself in a good enough position where i feel spiritually fit emotionally well, physically okay, you know, I feel like, well, what's being done to help change things in the world? And it's not, you know, I don't want to say one person can't make a change because I believe one person can, but imagine two people, three people, four people, imagine a lot of people doing that and you could expect a lot of change, a lot of good things, hopefully, right? And that's carrying this message, man. I mean, whether it be, you know, speaking in person at a school or a police station or on an awesome podcast, you know, um, we have to get a message out there. And it's not just about saying things. It implies action. And this is where a lot of that starts. It starts with making that choice, you know, the leap of faith, you know. Uh, I have to have trust and faith. I've seen miracles happen in my life. Like I've seen what happens when you serve the good, you know. Or whether you serve, like, you know, like uh, they've been talking about this forever. Look at the Native Americans. They have a story about which wolf do you feed. If I'm going to choose to feed the one that's greed and hate and anger and lust and envy and jealousy and all that, then that's what's going to be attributed not only to the world, but that's what is going to consume me. That's what's going to become a part of me. And I've seen that destruction in my life. Sure, it's enticing. It seems good. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I should work hard for that I should want to aspire towards, but I have to make sure that everything, my motives are aligned. You know, what I reap, I'm going to sow. And I choose to feed the good wolf. I choose to serve the light, to do the good, even when it may seem difficult, even when I'm not obligated to do it. Um, I'm not, you know, it's, it has to come from the heart. And that's the only way change will happen is if it is, if, you know, you really mean it. I, every time I was in trouble, and I was looking at my mom with tears down her face. I was saying, Mom, I mean it. This time I'm done. This time I'm done, Mom. You know, she didn't want to see her only son pass away. You know, nobody wants to see that. That's. I've lost family members. I've lost friends. You know, I, my father passed away from addiction. I've seen it my whole life. And it's a nightmare. It's It's hard to get out of it. You know, you're never healed. It's a daily thing. I'll never, you know, once I, if I were to say I want to pick up again and make that choice, and I'm accepting everything that I gave up years ago. I'm accepting all that pain mm-hmm. back with interest, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Wow. That's amazing. I, I just have to interject by saying that um, I love your passion and I love that you're so young. I love that. I love that you're a young person in recovery 
um, and you have it and you have like a whole life of sobriety to live the rest of your life. It's so exciting. Um, And I love that you are, you find so much joy and gratitude. And that's my favorite is the gratitude that this program gives us and how, like you said, what we put out is what we become. And uh, it is all about doing good. It is so I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm really moved and it's beautiful to hear someone your age be so passionate and to be um, so excited about this journey. And it just brings it all back for me. And it's exciting to, uh, to listen to that. And I want you to every young person in America so that they too have the opportunity to live the life that you have right now, because you're in a really good spot. And uh, it's, oh my gosh, I'm telling you, I got chills. I'm so, it was really, really wonderful to hear you share. Thank you. I agree. (laughs) Thank you very much. So true. You know, Ruben, um, I was just, when you were talking at one point, um, and I, it's about, uh, about the fact that, you know, I'm not, I would love to think that I perfectly can waltz through life with my good intentions. And sometimes my good intentions of, you know, my good choices are so good. And, you know, even if, and sometimes I do choose yeah. not the absolute best choice. And then, yeah. you know, I can really be hard on myself. And I love the fact that, and it said, and I'm sure that you've heard it too, that I can always turn my day around and like shifting my thinking. And, and, you know, and and again, these are things that I had to learn in recovery because, because I have an addictive personality and I have proven I can't make any, I can't depend on my choices once I pick up, um, primarily alcohol, which leads to other bad choices and other substances for sure for me. But, you know, I, you know, I, as a sober person every day, I get to have the ability to, to change, change it. You know, I can change the day's course. I don't have to be stuck. You know, I don't um, have to, uh, you know, and if I've made a, if I've done something that I regret, I can tell, I can make an amend. I can tell somebody, you know, I can, I can say that was wrong, you know? So there's so many just different avenues of how to, you know, a turn my day around. So I don't have to like go back into a place of feeling, Oh, like, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a good person. I never want to feel that way again, you know? So I have all these little tools that I get to use and, and it's, you know, um, because of people like you and people like Kathy, and, and and also good people like I'm sure Hercules. If I was hanging around with Hercules, he'd be telling me the same thing. I just know it, you know. But I'm just saying that you know, the, the people in recovery, I I can call upon to help me just uh, sometimes, you know, consider better choices or help me. What about you? Exactly. No, I um, I feel the exact same way. I like how you said to restart because, you know, I remember a few years ago, um. I had like two years, so about two years ago. Um, and you know, I've relapsed. You know, I, I've also relapsed. You know, I said at sixteen, I you know really was turning myself around. I did relapse. You know, I never had a huge problem with alcohol, but you know, I'm an addict. So one drink isn't just one drink. It's not just enough. You know, and um, 
I've, you know, had to say that this doesn't have to get worse. This doesn't have, I don't have to wait for this to get worse before it can become better, you know? Um, And especially when it comes to drugs and substances, man, I mean, one wrong turn and it takes one, 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 one little mess up somehow and dosing, whatever, and you're dead. And I hate saying it like that, but it is the truth. And um, as far as the restart button goes, someone told me, you know, hey, man, just pretend that throughout the day you have a little reset button in your pocket. <laughs> now, I wasn't always, you know, all happy and go lucky like I might sound now. I know you know that, Nancy, but I wasn't always like this. And um, I was having one of those really bad days, you know, where everything seems to go wrong. I mean, work is hectic. Traffic's hectic. The guy at the food store, you know, cuts ahead of you or somebody flips you off for no apparent reason. And then, you know, you're really holding it together. And then you walk in your house, getting ready to unwind after your long, crazy day that you held it all together and you stub your toe in the door or something like that, you know, where it's like the, the, the hay piece of straw on the camel's back. Right. And it's hard to remind yourself, you know what, I have a reset button, you know, I mean, I think someone told me one time, just, okay, I'm like, how do I pretend? How, how am I supposed to pretend that everything's okay when everything's going wrong? He's like, well, just click your pen, pretend, you know, the thing on your pen is a, is a button. <laughs> I, remember I just kept clicking it, like, you know, yelling at the guy with the phone, like, yeah, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling real better. But, you know, <laughs> truth, truth is, I mean... As far as time goes, I know we use things as as a form of measurement, like time, how long something is, but it really is all relative. You know, every morning I wake up, it's a new day. If I make the right choice the day before, then I have less consequences to deal with the day after. You know, if I do what I'm supposed to do in the moment, no matter how hard it might be, then, you know, I'm helping prepare a better future than if it were the other way around. And that that little, you know, uh, start your day over button has really come in handy. I mean, I don't really flick a pen, but when I'm having a hard day, I I do what people, you know, like you, and, and I'm a part of a 12-step fellowship. I can't, you know, break it then in MD, but, you know, in that fellowship, you know, we find tools and ways and means to get through certain situations in life where we would have said, screw this, I'm going to go get high, or screw this, I'm going to go back to my same mentality, you know, um, because we relied so much on substances to get through everything. I mean, even happy occasions like weddings or baby showers, you know, everything, man, there was not a day that went by that I hadn't, I had to be under the influence of something. And, you know, when you have to face life without that, especially earlier on, it's a struggle and it's still a struggle today. I only have, I don't want to say I only have four years, but I know that it's something that, realistically life is never going to be peachy or perfect but whenever I have a day that's not going the best I can remind myself hey my worst day clean is better than my best day high and I've gotten through all my worst days yet so far 100% of them I've gotten through them I've made it through okay I'll get through this too I have to have faith I didn't make it you know God didn't bring me this far just for nothing to just leave me here you know and all those things can get scary and tempting. And, you know, if you're mad at your boss or, you know, the guy flipping you off for whatever reason, I mean, those are just reasons to feel upset, but I, I shouldn't let that consume me either, you know, and I don't let it consume me. I don't take certain things personally, unless it's something that I need to look at about my character and how I, you know, did something. Like if I were to call somebody 
who's in recovery, like Nancy or someone, and I threw a situation at them and said, hey, this, that, and the third just happened with so-and-so. Could you believe they said this and that to me? And then maybe Nancy will say, well, you know, Ruben, you didn't look at the way you handled yourself. You know, maybe the way you said this or maybe what you didn't do or maybe the way you did that is what made that person react a certain way. I mean, this is just everyday stuff that people, you know, I think a lot of people would sit here and say, well, you know, that's just everyday things. What's so big about that? Um, as far as it goes for people in recovery, you know, it's not a crutch, but, you know, I can't have, you know, let things around me bring me down, no matter what it is, things that aren't in my control, like this pandemic, like, you know, a lot of people dying around me, not just from this virus, but from, you know, we're relapsing on drugs or, you know, whatever the case may be. I'm worth it. I matter. I'm important, you know, and when I do self-esteemable acts, it builds up my self-esteem too. So I, I have a good foundation, you know, God and, and, and the people that are in my life have helped me with this foundation that I have, you know, and a lot of us people in recovery, you know, we use the word God a lot, but it's not, it's not a religious thing. You know, all people have all different and various beliefs and I know that on, you know, I was doing a little bit of looking on your uh, page, Hercules, and man, I love like all that stuff. I have so many books on, on different, you know, all the different gods and everything and just the culture in general. I love it. So even the fact that, you know, I got asked to speak on this, I thought it was pretty cool right up, you know, my way too. So, um, you know, yeah, thank you. So I hope I answered what you asked, Nancy. Yeah, no, you're, you did great. Kathy, do you have anything you want to add? I know that we're going to have to wrap it up in a minute. No, we, you have some time. Oh, okay. Oh. We're on 10 more I minutes. I think, um, oh, cool, 10 more minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, I, the one thing I, I, I do, I identify with Ruben and what he said about how, you know, not every day is perfect and we do have to reset, restart. Um, but it, you know, it's life is so much better sober than it ever could be, um, not sober. And I think the biggest part of that is the, uh, I don't have to wake up with regrets or wonders or what did I say, whatever I choose to say and do today, I do, um, without, uh, a substance in my body. So I, I'm, I'm clear on what I'm doing, whether it's right or wrong. I appreciate the people in recovery and all the people that love me and that I love that will redirect me and say, whoa, slow your roll. That's so not appropriate. Um, and I think because I'm sober, I can welcome that a little bit easier than I might have when I wasn't because I really wasn't good at listening to anyone. And I was a terrible, terrible um, know-it-all. Still am yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Um, but I, I definitely agree with Ruben on everything he said. I think that, uh, and, and I say this all the time when Nancy and I talk, it's not an easy journey and there are good days and there are bad days, but, um, I wouldn't trade one of them. I, I can tell you that my life is an amazing, amazing, amazing life today because of being sober and a recovering person. And I wish the whole world had the opportunity to get sober. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I love that you know one of my favorite lines um, you know uh, is in uh, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and it's page like 417 and I just know it because I've said it so many times it was like 
you, you, on the sober journey, and I mean just on journey in general, but I'm just talking about uh, my experience as a woman in recovery, that there's these moments, these kind of like these aha moments along the way when I find something that just is like a treasure that just resonates with me so well. And one of them was from this page on 417, and it says, you know, it's not so much that needs to be changed in the world, but what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. And that made so much sense to me. It's just not about the world. It's about me and my attitudes. And it's always boils back down to that. And that's what one of the beautiful things, uh, uh, you know, Ruben and Kathy, because, you know, um, we we get to learn, you know that 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 it's it, that it starts with me, is and that's just so empowering. So if I come from that, you know, so you you come out of this powerlessness, but you throw yourself right into the power of like you know an omnipotent power, you know one that doesn't really need any help from us. You know, I mean, I don't choose to breathe; I just breathe. I don't and know. so what do you think? That is a powerful place <laughs> to end today's episode. This was an awesome episode, and I learned a lot from listening. I want to thank everybody for uh, sharing. We have enough time uh, now for people to share their contact information and uh, anything new that's coming up in the near future. Oh, wow. Let's see. So we uh, our contact information is www.alumniinrecovery.org. And you can also find Alumni in Recovery on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, We're also going to be starting um, our very own YouTube channel where our young members like Ruben, you know, can go on and have different segments. And uh, our director of Alumni in Recovery, which is Shayla, she'll have an an episode as well that she'll be doing. And, and, And Kathy and I, go ahead, Kathy, tell them. Oh, we've got a podcast. We are like you, Hercules. Yes, we're starting to record some episodes, and the name of the podcast is uh, Rise and Recover. And uh, it's going to just be Nancy and I shooting the shoot (laughs) about uh, sobriety and life, and, and we'll have topics and quotes and just a really fun, exciting time to, you know, spread this message and get people uh, involved and make people aware of what's going on for us, uh, us sober people. And, and, and let's de- we have to destigmatize this whole addiction process and save some lives. And that's our journey. Wow. Please uh, share uh, your episodes uh, on uh, the groups uh, uh, and uh, please feel free to promote them. That is awesome. Well, thank thank you. you. We will. Thank you, Ruben, for joining us today. Thank you, uh, Nancy, Kathy, and Hercules again very much for this opportunity. And it was great hearing all of you speak and share, you know, your knowledge and wisdom as well. I learned a lot, and it was a great, great experience. And you'll wow. be back next week. Yeah, I think so. Yes, on Friday. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be back with uh, Melissa and uh, I forget the other guy's name, but he'll be there too. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah.
Foster. That is awesome. Again, I want to thank you all. This was an awesome episode, and uh, it was very powerful, and uh, I learned a lot, and I'm sure all that listened got something out of the episode. Uh, I'm looking forward to next week. And uh, thanks to everybody who's joined us at home, whether you listened live or are listening on demand. Uh, from all of us to all of you, joyous journeys, amazing adventures, and may this year bring many blessings. We're going to close with Bone Poets Orchestra's Evolve. Woo! One thing evolved.